0: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are happy to be with you. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm here in Pasadena, California, currently sheltering alone with just my husband and my dog. My kids are elsewhere, and they are okay and healthy and safe, and I'm grateful for that. Liz, where are you today?
1: I'm here in uh, the Mudbath Productions headquarters, Leanne, also known as my second bedroom and uh, for those of us, for those of you who follow us on Instagram, you would have just seen a live shot of the inside of my second bedroom. So there's a uh, there, there's a little motivation to uh, to follow to follow us on Instagram. And Julie, where are you?
2: Uh, hi, this is Julie. You know, I'm the oldest sister. I'm the trendsetter. I have always been in my closet. That's and I remain true to my closet here in Dallas, Texas. I'm happy to be with you sisters uh, today and every day.
0: Well, we are going to talk today a little bit, a little bit of history for Satellite Sisters. It's our anniversary today. We're gonna tell you about that in a little bit. Uh, we also have, let's see what we have. We're just going to catch up with each other and see how everyone's doing. I posted on the Facebook page, people really responded, um, about how they're doing. They're good days and bad for most people. We have a lot of people in our community that are essential workers. And so we're going to talk about the special stresses they face. Um, I had to do some work this weekend. I had to talk to a couple of really interesting female business leaders. Um, I had set this up Like six weeks ago, it was supposed to be a completely different conversation about like, yay, woohoo, opportunities for women. And it turned into a conversation about leadership in a crisis. So Liz and Julie, I just wanted to talk to both of you. You're, you know, Julie, you were a career counselor. Liz, you're a a big wig about what you think about leadership in a crisis and and how people can and should respond. And then uh, Liz, you actually had some communication with Grammar Girl online tonight. I did. I did.
1: That was so exciting. She had tweeted something that really caught my attention, Leon. So I responded, and we had a a little exchange where I learned something that everyone is going to want to understand. And then, uh, Julie, what would you think of Liz's chicken? We're going (laughs) to...
0: I have some notes. <laughs> I have some notes for my sister. I
2: think the chicken looked really great, but there's some technique things. Just a few, just a few pointers, Liz. But really enjoyed it. If you are not watching Cooking with Liz, you you
0: are missing something. You are really yeah, good. it's the breakout hit on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So, um, so she's coming back for season three. We're going to talk about her chicken and see what she's up to next here. Okay. Jill? Okay, but- I'm
1: excited.
2: But I think we should
0: we start with gratitude for all workers,
2: healthcare, grocery clerks, janitors, fire, police, all essential workers that, you know, we have the responsibility and the duty to stay home. But it's also a privilege to stay home. And I think uh, we are all really humbled by the courage that all these people heading out to work for us each day. We thank you. I also th- I also want to make a special note because so many of our listeners, Liz and Leanne, um, are separated from their loved ones. And so many of our listeners are caretakers. They are people that take care of their parents, their grandparents, um, uh, children with special needs. And, um, you know, and I know for some they're separated. And that is especially stressful. Mm-hmm. And we are thinking of you and your families at this time. Uh, and we're just, you have a special place in our hearts. If you are not with your loved ones, if you are trying to provide care via Facebook, Zoom, whatever, just keep doing it because you're you are doing a good job. And I'm sure that your efforts are greatly appreciated. So I think thats we just needed to start with where we are in the world today. Right, sisters?
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Julie. Yes. Thank you, Julie. You know, I, I, This is a highly unusual time. Unprecedented is the word you keep hearing. And I really felt like over the weekend when we got the word that, okay, this is going to be extended till the end of April. Here in California, we've been on a shelter in place for two, two solid weeks now. People have been working from home for two or three weeks. It has 100% changed my behavior. I, I really felt when I heard that April 29th date, like I knew it was coming. I know it's the best thing to do. But it did it did set me back emotionally. I thought, wow, this is really something. It made me miss my sons. We have not, I've not seen my son Brooks, who lives just a mile from me. And I immediately FaceTimed my son Colin. He is still in Olympia, where he goes to school. He's sheltering in his small studio apartment and waiting for the spring semester to start there. And um, I just was happy he could report in that um, scored toilet paper was the best text I got. <laughs>
1: it's good looking on the bright side it did it sort of it
0: sort of like jarred me out of my my sadness and my stupor like okay he's gonna be fine he has toilet paper you know I mean it's it's very odd Julie as you said to be separated from the people you love right and we're physically we're trying to do the right thing and it really it really got me down this weekend and then Monday morning I woke up and I felt like I am lucky to be here and to be to shelter. I am safe at home. I'm not forced to be at home. This is something I can absolutely do, but it is definitely up and down, up and down for sure. Liz, what are are you doing these
1: days? Yeah, me too. I really felt like yesterday morning, Monday morning was when it when it hit me the hardest you know because I could get through the two weeks just like well this is just some kind of extended time off or something and my life wasn't that dramatically changed but then when it got extended for another month and I just I really started to think more not so much about me but like all of the people that have posted in our Facebook group about what they're going through it really became clear to me what a what a hardship um this is for so many Uh, but my own moment (laughs) me in a nutshell yesterday that i think this sort of crystallizes a lot of what's going on in my head Um, i've been doing most of my and the the limited grocery shopping i'm doing there's a little family-owned grocery store just about four blocks from me and so i just thought you know it's a small store. I want to support the family. I want to help keep the store open. And, you know, there are fewer people in there than in a big grocery store. So I was picking up a few things there yesterday. And at the, at the checkout, they had some of those, I think they're called the N95 masks. Oh. So they, they had them hanging on a little thing, like you could buy an individual N95 mask. And I had, I had a real like debate with myself, like, well, should I buy one of those? Do I need one of those? The medical people are not telling me, not recommending that I should have one of those. And we need those for the, for the people that are really on the front lines. But then again, maybe I should have one just, you know, as a backup. And I went back and forth. And then ultimately, instead of reaching for the N95 mask, was I believed were I should not have one because the, I don't want to be one of the people diverting supplies from, um, from the frontline people that need it. I, Picked the thing right next to it, which was the sea salt and vinegar potato chips. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's that's the way I resolved that in my mind. In that little moment of crisis, like I just went with the potato chips and left the medical equipment uh, for the medical people. But I'm definitely doing what they call doom scrolling, which is like obsessively looking at my phone, you know, going through Twitter, going through Facebook, you know, trying to like see is something great happening? Is something terrible happening? I just it's I think it is a little bit out of control, actually, the amount of time I'm spending just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through my phone. So one of my goals for this week is to stop Doing that. And then at least I'm on the work front, I explained last week that I had been working on a project that was related to the 2020 Olympics. And uh so now that this week they announced that's definitely being moved off a whole year, it's just one less thing for me to worry about, think about. I get a little bit of resolution, though it does, it just means, you know, 2021 work-wise, sort of a do-over for me. But better to know, <clears throat> better to know than not know. So that's kind of where I am in a nutshell.
0: Liz, I'm thinking about that um, potato chip bag. I feel like if you strung that up around your mouth, that (laughs) might be good. (laughs) You could accomplish several things.
1: Okay. Now you're thinking, sister, now you're thinking... (laughs) So, um,
0: you know i did post yesterday in the satellite sisters facebook group we have a lot of new members and i can see why people want a safe place to exchange information and anxieties and worries and hopes and thoughts and i did a little live yesterday and asked people how are you doing and and we have hundreds of answers there. They're so thoughtful. I would encourage you, if you're looking for some kind of connection, if you're looking to, you know, find some solace in other people's experiences, or just know that you're not alone, to join our Facebook group page. It's a private group, so you can post whatever you want there. We don't share outside that page, you know. And uh, you, you may find what you're looking for there. Um, but first, we have a lot of people, Julie, as you said, in our community who are essential workers, and yes. they're posting Bless. nurses, doctors, pharmacists, grocery workers. We have a hardware store owner. Right. She's double-dipping. We have 911 and crisis line operators working okay. over there. Yeah, yeah. And I think the comments that struck me was that they are just having a completely different experience during this than we are. They yeah. are not staying at home. It's right. completely the opposite for them. They're terrified. They're, you know, one nurse said, I, I don't even want to go. I, she said, I'm going to my shift. I'm worried about it, is what she said. You know, they they are going in and they are doing that, that hard work. And that really struck me that they can't stay at home. They're not having this stay-at-home they experience. No
2: so, it's And the courage that they have going to work every single day is amazing
0: yeah right yeah absolutely so thank you for all you're doing I you know um, Kate there is a is a crisis line worker and that the news stories I've seen initially about you know the victims of domestic violence, this is really a very difficult time for them to be forced to stay at home with their with their abuser. She said they are seeing an increase in calls, so Kate, we're thinking of you. That is really hard work and really important work, so we're thinking of, of you. Um, As you said, a lot of our satellite sisters and misters are caring for aging parents, and that is very trying. If you can't physically go see them or you have to make really tough calls on, I guess I am going to take them to this doctor's appointment, even though it might expose me or they're trying to stay in the same house with them, but really limit exposure that is very difficult we are thinking for you same thing with children with health issues or special needs adult children uh, in particular that said you know they're used to having some kind of freedom and now they really have to think about that mm-hmm. and then a lot of our people in our community what are they doing they're up in the middle of the night yeah. <laughs> they're walking two <laughs> or three times a day their dogs are exhausted they're <laughs> stressed they're stress cleaning we believe yeah. in that yes. before yes. it yes. Uh, they're discovering meditation. Like everybody is trying to figure out a healthy way to soothe the anxiety. So uh, it's just a lot of anxiety out there. I mean, this is a this is a really stressful time. I, I yeah. it doesn't seem like it should be that bad just staying at home, but there are a lot of big question marks out there. So thank you for those thoughtful responses. I'm trying to read them all, but I appreciate it. it's a good place to share. Get it out yeah. there.
1: Yeah, I have to admit, Leon, that this morning when I started to read through all of those, they're so thoughtful. Like, it really made me cry. It yeah. just really did.
2: You know, but I do have a sense that, you know, in some cases, we just, we have no choice but to be strong. You know, uh, I mean, we can't give in to all the stress. I mean, that... That, you know, our satellite sisters, you know, the sisters, our lives. I mean, we have people around us that need us, you know. I mean, I know in my own life, I know my husband needs me. He's trying to still run a business. And, you know, business all over the world is terrible. And it's terrible. And it's hard, you know, and it's hard and terrible. I mean, your families need us, you know, and that they need you to be strong. They, They don't need you to be stressed out, even if you are stressed out and uh our communities need that you know I, I work with an agency here you know a lot of our child care centers have had to shut uh, shut their doors because either because of the virus or because that parents aren't bringing the kids to the to the centers so you know everybody needs us to be strong and that's that's a hard thing to do so and in the meantime I'm trying to run Nana Academy, right? (laughs) Okay,
1: because my pod,
2: as I have explained, is uh, the only interactions I have are with my husband and then my uh, my son, daughter-in-law, and three grandchildren that live in the same neighborhood. We're a pod. That's that's we. uh, You know, I know some grandparents are separated from their grandchildren, and that is really really hard too. But we're a pod. And my assignment, because my son and daughter-in-law both work, is if I could help uh, with the e-learning. Now, as I reported last week, it was madness. It was insanity. I mean, this is, you know, I was like, it's not going to work. This is insane. How is this possible? This cannot be the reality we're dealing with, you know. But this week, you know what, I have a whole new thing. My little six-year-old Peter, who's so sweet, he... Came over to my house and he said, you know, guess what, Nana? I am going to be here for Nana Academy for a whole year. And he had a big (laughs) smile. Wow.
1: Wow. (laughs) A whole year. Did
2: did Nana have a big smile on her face? I did, Liz, because that (laughs) melted my heart. But here's the other thing I was thinking as he was saying that. Like, okay, that's that. That means if this kid doesn't learn to read in kindergarten, it's on my watch. Okay? You understand that? That's what it means.
0: I, I mean, think you're ever reacting. I have no, to I'm say not. that. No, I'm not. Okay.
2: I'm like, he's going to get like grow up and say, well, you know, I'm always been behind in school because of the semester I spent at Nana Academy. You know, <laughs> I, I just like took that as like, okay, buck up sister you have got to figure out all these passwords and make these interactive tiles work and just do it because <laughs> people are counting on you. And the other thing is, just as we were talking, kids are really stressed, Leanne and Liz. They, they are, are stressed. stressed. Oh, it's my stressed. gosh. I feel, it's for, I feel for them. It is it's so hard for them because... They don't have their teachers. They don't have their routine. They, you know, they don't have their friends. I mean, it is, and, you know, it's, it's really hard. I, I, I want to give a specific shout out to Joshua Blue, who is one of our satellite misters, longtime listener. People know him because he has been posting from in our Facebook group about the situation in Hong Kong. Joshua Blue is an international school educator. He's been uh, overseas since 2003. He served as both a vice principal and he's going to be heading up the primary area of his school come July. And he his latest Facebook post, if you haven't read it, you should go read it. But he had some just great um, observations because they're, they're you know, there's so much farther along with the shelter in place, trying to educate in place kind of thing. And he said the most important thing to realize is this relationship shift, you know, that parents need to be parents and now all of a sudden they're forced to be teachers or grandparents need to be grandparents we're supposed to be all about fun and love and magic you know uh, that's you know it's not our you know you know it's not our rules you know the, our role to to teach you know a proper noun from a regular noun you know that that's hard you know but, and we should just recognize that this relationship has gone on during this period. You know, that's very important. Uh, and also to recognize that teachers weren't prepared for this. I mean, right. They, they you know, they are doing their best to get material online. I mean, they had not planned for this. this is this is not how they plan to teach. And I do hope one thing coming out of this when we come through this um, crisis, health crisis, is that next time you know in your community when they say hey should we pay teachers more everybody better say yes that's yes. what i'm saying yes. you know mm-hmm. i mean that mm-hmm. you know but joshua has also said just read 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 that's the most important thing if you don't know what you're doing right. at home if like you can't get into one of the t- you know the you know interactive things cuz the password doesn't work just take out a book just read anything make up stories talk about stories that's it you know but also talk about what's happening. I think that's really important to help kids process and that's what Joshua said, Um, you know, and he said to make sure that anyone that is attempting to teach during this period and is not really equipped to teach, that you just take care of yourself that like you, you know, like I, it's very stressful for me. I don't, I don't want to, you know, let my grandchildren down. I don't want to disappoint them. I want to like make it smooth and nice for them, you know? So uh, they, and, and he said one silver lining is you are getting to spend this really kind of special time with your kids uh, that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you may never have again, hopefully, you know, that, Yeah. Um, but uh, some excellent observations by Joshua Blue. So uh, check it out on our Facebook group. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think Julie, we always... Go ahead, Liam. I was
0: thinking, ahead, I was thinking um, as you said that, you know, yours was the generation of women that um, has felt guilty since the minute they graduated from college. And you're yeah. just carrying on with that. So excellent. <laughs> you felt <got laughs> guilty, working, raising kids. You're the first generation I to know. like... Try to work and do everything and do it all. It didn't work, but you're carrying on as a grandmother. And that's <laughs> inspirational, Julie.
2: Yeah, I have a deep well of g- guilt, Leanne, that I can wow. tap at any moment. So, yeah, you're right. Oh. But you know what I got? I have Now I have some sharp pencils. And yeah. I got a glue stick for uh, for week two. <laughs> myself, wow. A gl- hey, well, I, was again, was not prepared, Leanne. Yeah. Okay, I got a glue stick. I got crayons. I got markers. I mean, okay. we're... We we're gonna do it, okay? That's yes. all I'm saying. We are gonna do it.
1: I like <laughs> that you're going totally analog, Nana. It's it's a glue stick is a long way from you know an interactive tile portal, blah blah blah. But what you need
2: yeah. both, Liz. You you uh, obviously do not understand the multifaceted, <laughs> uh, interdisciplinary, <laughs> educational
1: experience I'm offering over here. <laughs> I do not, but I'm wishing you luck. I'm wishing you all the best down there. Uh, okay. All right. So, yeah, I think we always knew we had an amazing community of sisters and misters. And once again, you're proving it. So sharing with us in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group is just very meaningful, and we hope it's meaningful for you, and we can be like a private place where you can talk about what you're really thinking. So on that note, I just want to say to us and to everyone in our community, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just to change gears here a little bit, uh, our show launched April 1st, 2000. That's That was the first episode of Satellite Sisters on the radio. We were originally on public radio on Saturday mornings. And so, believe it or not, this week is the 20, 20th anniversary of us doing Satellite Sisters. Now, we had slightly more grandiose ambitions for the 20th anniversary, but yeah. here's, the, here's the good news. We've got the skills required to deal with the current environment, like we are, in many ways, back where we started. So, you know, I guess I guess we should be happy that we've had the learning curve that we have because we can uh, we can pull this off. Anyway, happy anniversary, sisters, happy anniversary listeners. We are so happy to be able to be here for you.
0: On that note, we do need to announce what's happening with our Washington, DC uh, event. Remember, it was a celebration of our 20th anniversary. And I we remember, were, yeah. That's the
2: that? idea. It sounded yeah. good. It sounded like it was <laughs> yeah. gonna be a on time
0: remember what like 22 years ago when we started planning it in november but um so uh here's the deal we have postponed it um with our co-producers there at sixth and i in washington dc we've decided that the best thing to do is postpone the event the new date it will be spring 2021 Mm -hmm. To be honest, we just wanted to make sure that we could accommodate a new date and not try to do it in the fall if that wasn't going to work out. Like Liz said earlier, we're just doing a complete do-over, do-over. for spring 2021. All right. So the live events on May 17th in Washington, D.C. has been postponed. Sixth and I, who was selling the tickets, will contact all ticket buyers for the May 17th event in about a week with additional details. Okay. So we'll figure out a date and they will contact you about the tickets. Um. So that's the deal. Uh, Spring 2021. Woo! Uh, We're just going to still call it our 20th anniversary. We haven't changed our logo or merchandise or anything. Just like the Olympics, we're going forward with our current branding on that. Um, I'm going to thank everybody who was so supportive and so excited. We were very excited, uh, but we want it to be a celebration and we want to be able to really – honor and celebrate our community and what we've done with satellite sisters and so a year from now will be an awesome time
1: to do that yeah and we um, want to be able to hug each other yeah yes, yes it's going to be a when it happens it's going to be a very huggy event so yeah. we'll get there we'll get there
0: so instead of the live event on may 17th we are working on a virtual event and we will share the details of that in the coming weeks um so that's we're going to try to do something to mark that you know what was supposed to be a great event on may 17th around the same time late in the afternoon but we'll figure it out and you will get details but if you bought tickets already you will get an email from sixth and i so look for that in about a week or so with all the information you need we're constantly we're working on it currently working on it yep Uh, all right okay uh, there you have it
1: it's still, uh, a happy, still a happy anniversary, because we're still yes, here yeah. for you, and you're here for us, and that's the important thing.
2: Yeah. Well, do you want to sing a few more bars, Liz? That was, <laughs> that was really something. I think that was one of our rules, no singing on <laughs> like
1: Satellite systems.
0: But you it's, think
2: for
1: the time next for, day, it's, it's time for rule-breaking, Joel. It's time for rule-breaking. Okay. Rules, don't, rules don't apply anymore. I don't even make uh, Hooper wear a leash anymore. Like, what's the point? Really? What's the point? <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break to thank some of our sponsors. Liz, you know, we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because-, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love
1: getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing
0: Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. All right, we're back. Um, And you know what, uh, Julie and Liz, this weekend, actually, one of the things that took my mind off everything that was happening was that I had a lot of work to do. And, you know, this time of year, over the last few years, I have... Written and produced the Women in Business episode, or Women in Business. I always say episode, but it's an issue because <laughs> it's a magazine. The Women in <laughs> Business issue for Pasadena Magazine. Yeah. And- Then uh, I also produce a luncheon. So it's like a full package. I find interesting women in big business. I interview them for the magazine. I wrote a profile and then I produce a lunch where I moderate a panel discussion at lunch. And I've really enjoyed doing this. Over the years, I've gotten to talk to some fascinating CEOs and people that run universities and big nonprofits and people that are big in the entertainment business and the producer of Wonder Women and people that started their own beauty companies. It's been fantastic. So I keep a little file during the year, knowing this is coming up. Like if I notice someone in the paper, like, oh, she would be good. And because it's a Pasadena magazine, the idea is that it's women from our area. Oh, um, that's Pasadena, a good idea. Yeah, or Southern California, Pasadena, Southern California. So I noticed about 18 months ago that a friend of mine in the L.A. Times had gotten a really nice promotion. She was becoming the CEO of the L.A. Chamber of Commerce, which is a big job. It's it's the biggest chamber of commerce in the country. It's a regional one. So it's all of Southern California. It's got a big budget. You know, she's out there doing policy work and advocacy for businesses and leadership skills and working with employers and employees and large businesses and small small businesses, in a huge global economy. And I thought, she'll be fantastic to talk to. Plus, she's also like a really nice mom with like four nice kids and a nice family. And they're constantly doing all this good community service work that I just can't force my children to do. So <laughs> she's a role model to me as a human being and a mother. Uh so I'm going to do this, you know, I contact her in February. I'm just we're going to do this great profile about, ooh, global leadership and opportunities for women and L.A. 2028, like what they're gearing up for. And, and then and then the world comes crashing down. And I'm like, hey, we still need to write the piece. But can you talk about leadership in a crisis? And it actually, because she was so busy, because the world was falling apart, it was hard to get to her. But I finally secured an hour with her this week. Her name is Maria Salinas. And the same thing, I'm talking to the executive producer of Marketplace Morning Report. Again, I thought she'd be fascinating to talk to. Set up this idea of a global economy. Wow. The Marketplace Morning Report has 10 million listeners. Wow. She six. Yeah. 10 million listeners list she produces like six mini broadcasts a day uh you know eight minute broadcast uh that she goes to work at 3 30 in the morning here in los angeles and you know commands a global team in london and new york oh she'll be great again then the world falls out of the financial yeah. market
1: yeah right right I'm
0: lucky to get to either of them and so i just wanted i said what are your What are your tips? Because now they're both working remotely. They're trying to command big staffs. They're working around the clock. You know, Maria at the LA Chamber of Commerce is like lobbying Washington on behalf of the, you know, of California business owners for the stimulus package. I've got Nicole from Marketplace Morning Report and she's like checking in with her reporters nonstop around the clock to get out these six different broadcasts. So I just wanted to pass on these two ideas because I know in our... In our community, we have a lot of leaders. We have people who are managing businesses, divisions, you know, uh, corporations from their home office now. So one thing that Nicole, who's the EP of Marketplace, said is that she's learned, and she learned this during her coverage of 9-11, she was a, a researcher, young researcher at ABC World News Tonight with Peter Jennings on 9/11 in New York, and then she led her first team at, on the coverage of Hurricane Katrina. And so those are huge, emotional unfolding news stories. And she said, yeah. the most important thing I can tell my team is to pace themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: She said, she said because this is not a story that's going to go away next week. Like it's a story where breaking news is happening particularly in the economy which is their bailiwick but she said i believe now more than ever in self-care that people need to step away from the job you know go home watch cartoons if that's what works for you she told her team this weekend but you absolutely need to pace yourself because this is a story that will be unfolding for a while and in her world that means you know coverage for a long time yeah so I was wondering what you thought about that, Liz.
1: Well, I, I mean, that's really good advice because I think, I mean, when I've been through like business crisis and had to lead a team, I mean, nothing on this scale, of course. Um, but you just have to try to get people to focus on like the limited list of things that really need to get done right now. I mean, people are trying to do the same volume of work that they used to do and you you kind of can't you know i mean they have to produce a the marketplace morning report every morning but you still have to provide people all the people that work for you a sense of focus about what is most important and let some of the other stuff just fall away you know take things off the list just just make it a shorter list of things we want to do well and then that's how you have time to step away and kind of recharge your own batteries so i think that is really good advice from her yeah. I
2: agree. I think that that sense that you have to be emotionally recharged, you know, that yeah. if you're the leader, you kind of have to be fearless about this. People are looking at you to lead them through this. And and by stepping back, by recharging, by get, giving yourself some emotional st- stability as you, you know, head into this, just as you said, Leanne, this is not, a, you know, a single day story. We're going to be right. We're going to be in this crisis for months. So,
1: right. You know, what, one one other thing I would add, though, Leanne, what's really hard, I think, when you're the leader of the team, is that part of your job as the leader is to anticipate the future, and that's probably why you are the leader, is because you are good right. at anticipating the future, whether you're a producer or running a big marketing department or whatever it is. And the future is super scary it is and nobody really knows what it is so that's to me again in my past where what's been really hard is like i'm automatically thinking what are we supposed to be doing 6 months from now like how do, what adjustments do we need to make and that is that's the kind of stuff that would wake me up in the middle of the night it's not so much the day to day can we get can we get our work done today but what are the implications of this for us 6 months from now and in a lot of businesses it's going to be fewer people. I mean, there are going to have to be changes in how people do business. And that's that's what always caused me the sleepless nights. It was thinking about the future, which was my job.
0: Well, that's interesting because Maria Salinas, who's the CEO of the L.A. Chamber of Commerce now, she comes from Big Eight Accounting. She spent uh, 11 years at Disney in the financial side. She worked a million different jobs at Disney at a very high level. And then she did her own consulting business. She started a bank and went through 2008, like, as the chair of a local community bank and all of that. Yeah. No, she has a really, uh, like, a numbers-driven data-driven background. And Liz, she said exactly that. Her her advice was just run the scenarios, best case, worst case. She said, be planful. And she said, even if that's every day you are making those adjustments, you just have to be prepared, best case, worst case scenario. And it's like, don't be afraid to really take a look at that worst case scenario and see how that's going to play out. And she did say, I believe this has fundamentally changed our economy. So, yeah. oh, uh, she, did? Oh. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. She did. But she was literally in Washington D.C. lobbying uh, our senators as the it, as the virus was just declared a uh, a pandemic. She said on that flight home from D.C. to LAX, she said, "I knew everything had fundamentally changed." She mm-hmm. said, "All the plans we had for 2020 went out the door. We refocused. We repurposed. We just." planned, planned, ran the data at numbers. So, you know, that's, it, those are tough questions. Those are yeah. tough things to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because on on the one hand, your job is to look at your people and say, it's all gonna be okay. But on right. the other hand, you know in your head, oh my God, it might not all be okay. Right. And so how you manage that with the ups and downs of your people and how you're managing their work every day is super challenging.
0: Yeah. And they both said communication, communication, communication. That they've Absolutely. spent extra time re- reaching out to their teams, connecting on a more personal level, yeah, yeah. checking in, just communicating clear, clear communication.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I pass that on for people who are at home trying to figure out what to do. I, I'm at home trying to figure out how to get all of their great advice into a 1,500-word article that I need to <laughs> no, turn in tomorrow.
2: When, when does this article come out, Leanne? When, when...
0: Uh, it'll be the May-June issue. Okay. Hey, on, honestly, I'm grateful that they're going forward with the issue. Good. You know, I mean, I yeah. write a regular column for Pasadena Magazine. These are the sort of media outlets that are just shuttering right now, and so uh, I was glad that these women could find an hour each to talk to me on Saturday morning, and I'm grateful that the issue's going forward. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll post it when it comes out. Um, the luncheon is TBD, as you might yeah. imagine now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 And normally we do a great photo shoot with hair and makeup and everything for the women. But I said, just send me selfies from your home office. We'll put those in the magazine. So um, but we're yeah trying to do what we can do.
2: So. Well, you know, well speaking of selfies, I think everyone whether you're the CEO or you are just starting your job, you've been using video conferencing um at work or with your with your friends or with your you know, with your community trying to stay in touch and the Wall Street Journal had a, a good article about how to really nail your video uh, work call. Um but I think we can all use this even if you're just calling your friends or your book club. Okay, so first thing sisters use jewel tones okay with your blouses and your pullover sweaters (laughs) okay okay this is important okay this is important this This is is important okay jewel tones that's all you have if you have to remember from this podcast jewel tones okay (laughs) colors that flatter your skin tone teal turquoise true red navy periwinkle okay no more patterns those are too dizzying on a, on a zoom call okay <laughs> okay. okay
1: no more okay. patterns okay now, Thank are you, you taking
2: notes liz yeah <laughs> yes okay okay well uh, because we're all women we're not wearing ties but you know if you have people in your life that are still getting up and putting on a tie for a zoom call they don't have to do that ditch the tie okay neat casual is okay neat casual but watch for wrinkles, okay? You can still get out the iron, you're home, okay? It's not like you're at work. If you do not put on that wrinkled shirt and get on that Zoom call, okay? Straighten yourself out because it shows up more on the video, okay? Uh, Don't be extra on the Zoom call. This is not the time. (laughs) This is not the time to really accessorize the big earrings, the big uh, wrist of bracelets, designer labels, you know it's 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 sort of the fashion equivalent of being tone deaf right okay. yeah that's really not what anyone yeah. is looking for on no. that okay no. right okay this is controversial but wear pants okay because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are dressed on top and then they've got like who knows what they have on the bottom but see you can get caught on that if you have a pet that comes into wherever you're doing your zoom call And you have to put, uh, uh, you know, secure the pet. You're going to have to get up from your chair. What if you drop something? Oh, it could be disastrous. Okay. So we're bottoms people. Okay. (laughs) And we do that at least for the next month. All right.
1: (laughs) Makes you feel more professional anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Grooming really important. Okay. Women, we got to do the hair and makeup. Okay. We need it. It looks better on the call. You don't, I mean, obviously you don't have to, go crazy with your makeup and your hairstyles, but you know, but you do need to spend a little time on your grooming and then settings are important that now, you know, lighting where are you in natural light? Does it look good and check out the background. Okay. Behind you are, are you wearing a color that fades into the background? If you enjoy teal and you have teal on the wall, that might not be good. Okay. You got that. Okay. Okay do do that. Oh, but gosh. Zoom has backgrounds that you can use. Uh, that I don't know how to do this yet, and that is that's going to be on my to-do list for the week. <laughs> is to learn how to how to you can uh, have uh, different backgrounds, like the Matterhorn behind you when you're on your Zoom call. I think that would be very inspiring.
1: <laughs> it would think? be. It would yeah. be. Yeah. Well, can I ask a question, Julie? This is yeah. I've started to make a list that I'm calling. Do we really need a rule for this? Because uh, there are a lot of things that people are just figuring out on their own right now when it comes to things like Zoom calls. I was talking to a friend the other night on the phone, and she's got like now a morning Zoom call with her boss and the other people in her department. And she said the day before, her boss was... In bed for the Zoom call, (laughs) like in bed and I just want to say, do we really need a rule for this? Can't we just agree? Doesn't common sense tell everyone? No, no, no Zoom calls in bed, or at least use the blur your background feature so that people don't know you're in bed. I I don't know if that's a generational thing. She's got a millennial boss and she's a boomer, but she's like, wow, I just, that was really, that took some getting used to (laughs) your boss laying in bed. Anyway, so I I don't think we should need a rule for that. Uh, okay. But but speaking of rules, so, um, you know, as I said, I've been doom scrolling, spending a lot of time, just me and Twitter, trying to figure out, uh, is the world going to survive this? But occasionally you see something that just makes you happy and makes you smile. And so the other night I saw a tweet from Grammar Girl. For those of you that listen to the Grammar Girl podcast, I mean, she's the best. Mignon Fogarty has just been doing it forever. She's a real OG podcaster. Anyway, what Mignon posted on her Twitter um, was uh, the pandemic has revealed who people really are. It has revealed that I am a terrible cook. (laughs) And so... (laughs) As you know, if you've been uh, watching Cooking with Liz over there on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you know, I have also been addressing my cooking skills uh, during this crisis. So I responded to her. I said, same for me on the cooking thing, Grammar Girl. Meanwhile, Sat Sisters need to know, are we in uncharted waters or uncharted waters? The confusion just adds to our anxiety because I've noticed that everyone on the news, it's like 50-50 if they say uncharted or uncharted. And I I just think I would like clarity on that. And Mignon, because she's the best, as soon as I sent that to her, she literally said, I just published this article today. So I, I asked her. Wow. Obviously, she was feeling the same thing I was feeling like, okay, we need people. Let's just make a decision on what this is. So in case you're wondering, correct usage is uncharted. The idea is you're a captain of a ship. You have all the charts in front of you. Some of the world has been mapped and some of the world has not been mapped. So you're in the part where you don't have a chart for it. It's unmapped unchartered she said chartered would only um apply if you were like a chartered bank so you could you could be an unchartered bank but you would never be this situation we in is not unchartered it's uncharted so Few. doesn't Few, that, doesn't that doesn't that remove Ooh. a source of anxiety right there? I think it yes. does. Yes.
2: That, I'm going to impress someone with that little bit <laughs> nugget, Liz. Thank you.
1: Oh, she's got a bunch of other good stuff right now in the midst of the, a lot of the crisis words that people are using. Like, what does the word existential really mean? She's covering all of that right now. So I highly recommend that you follow Grammar Girl on Twitter and listen to her podcast.
0: Yeah, if I never have to hear the phrase out of an abundance of caution again, I will be happy. Me too, Leanne, yes. I mean, it's done. That First of all, an abundance of caution would have been a month ago. So if you're just (laughs) canceling stuff now, you're not, that's not what it is. (laughs) Okay, all right. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose
1: your free-for-year free offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. So we're back. And now I think it's uh, time to review Cooking with Liz Season 2, correct, <laughs> correct. SISTERS? So, so here's what I've done. I know... I know both of you, like, you have people in your lives that you're responsible for. You have children. You have husbands. Whatever. I don't have any of that. I don't have any of that. (laughs) Whatever? (laughs) No, I just mean, I I mean, you obviously, you established at the top of the show. You feel very responsible to other people. I do not have that. Uh, It's just... You know, I've got Hooper, but, you know, so um, so I have been working in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group to, like, create some content that will bring people together. I feel the people I am serving are the people out there who, like me, are thinking, okay, are there some skills I can acquire during this time? Like, what would really make my life better once we are through this crisis? And that's why I decided to try some cooking. It's not that I am, you know, a terrible, terrible cook. I'm just an entirely disinterested cook. And yeah. so, you know, and cooking for one is usually not that interesting because then you're you're usually cooking for one and eating for two. You know, is the yeah. way that works out. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 and So, so that's the problem. Singles know that. Cooking for one, eating for two. So, um, so <laughs> cooking with cooking with Liz season 1, I made the moussaka because Lian, you know, had posted that Dare she did not think yeah, yeah you did me too so but cooking with Liz, season two you guys gave me the assignment and you felt you both felt strongly like it should be a classic it should be a staple right that's right. why you picked what you picked mm-hmm. yes right and something and, and, that you would like to eat yeah, yeah. right that
0: <laughs> and also required some skills if you're actually trying to learn to cook sort of Sometimes learning how things actually work, and then you can back off and make it easier, or do this and that. But yeah, like there are some yeah. things that you should really, if you're going to learn to cook, learn to cook it right. That's the, that's the difference between sort of the kind of survival cooking you do, Liz, like yeah, a chicken breast with, with balsamic on top, good, yeah. and like actually cooking. You yes. know, just really creating something that maybe took a little bit longer, has a few extra layers of technique, but Mm -hmm. that creates extra layers of flavor. So that was the goal with the Einergarten roast chicken.
1: Okay. So yeah, Einergarten's perfect roast chicken. So that's what I made in season two. And in season two, I could apply the lessons I learned in season one, which was, Having the right equipment is important and reading the entire recipe before you start cooking. Way to go, Liz. Way to go.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: And so if you look at um, season two, episode one, you'll see how I addressed the equipment need. There's an actual unboxing there of the roasting pan that I acquired for this purpose. So... (laughs) So, so I did, I needed a roasting pan and then I also needed a little, um, a little brush to brush the butter on the skin of the, uh, of the chicken. I didn't have that either. So I managed to, um, acquire that. And then I, then I focused on, you know, what on top chef they call the mise en place. So if you mm-hmm. go, if you go just getting everything ready to go, you know, lining up your stuff. So, um, I feel like, well, Okay so I have 3 episodes in season 2. One is the unboxing, one is the actual chicken prep, and then one is the I'm sorry re- you need to laugh. One is the presentation. So what did you guys think? Why okay. did not you give me Give me your reviews.
2: Okay, Liz, the chicken prep. Can we just uh, go right to that issue? Okay, so you you made a big fanfare about you had clean hands. You you're, you're yeah. showing everybody your clean hands, yes. which was excellent, Liz. I'm so proud of you. And then you start working on the chicken. But because you're basically a media executive at heart, there was something wrong with the video, the angle of your camera, your phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then you take your chicken hand, pants and you Uh-oh, put no. them on the phone. And then you know. go, I know, Liz. It's just so I salmonella, okay. I <laughs> mean, I know we're worried about another virus right now, but Liz Dolan, you you, yeah. you were so, but that um but okay. it, you know that can happen. It takes yeah. a lot of time. It takes it's very intentional you know not to, uh, to not to cross contaminate to take your chicken hands and put them in this your your permanent salt shaker because then you have <laughs> right yeah but, but, uh, but it was the uh, medium, wait, okay. it was yes. the media move that maybe I think me laugh, that's true Liz. it made me I laugh think, think Julie
1: I I think you're right you're not the only one who who noticed that and I think it I would have been more careful if I had not been live, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it was- You don't want
2: to ruin a live shot, Liz. I understand that, and <laughs> we appreciate your courage, risking uh-huh. salmonella, you know, getting it all over your phone, but it was it was a good
1: okay. shot, Liz, okay. so that was good. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Leon. did you have any comments, reviews, thoughts?
0: Overall, I was
1: 100% proud of you because I think you
0: really took up the spirit of the challenge. And I'm just a big believer in roast chicken as a as a healing thing, as the the meal you wanna open the door to. And you know, when my kids come home from school and various places, that's what I cook, that roast chicken, because I think it just it just speaks to like this is a wonderful place to be. I thought you did a fantastic job, Liz. I was really proud of you. First I was proud that you you found the fennel and that you executed on the fennel and that yeah. you liked the fennel. Yeah. Because I believe again, it would be easy to not buy fennel, but now you've elevated fennel. You understand like what a richness fennel brings. Like that's the extra bit that I wanted you to learn. Like you got the chicken; it looked delicious. It looked but the beautiful. With- veggies. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really proud of you. And yeah. and I yeah. would say the production work was outstanding. As yeah. a producer, I mean, you owe, you've earned the executive producer credit on Cooking <laughs> with Us.
1: Yeah. Okay. Th- yeah. The thing about, you're right, Leanne, about elevating it a little bit. I mean, I love roast chicken, but more often than not, I would just buy a rotisserie chicken at the grocery store because I thought these are pretty good. This is as tasty as anything I can make. And what I learned the other night is, No, that is not correct. This chicken was way more delicious than a grocery store Mm -hmm. rotisserie Mm -hmm. chicken. It was layers of flavor. You're right. It was just layers, layers of flavor, which I were, you know, I I wasn't really aware that that was so key. But um, I also feel like even when I do cook on my own. I don't do enough seasoning. That's clear to me. I've definitely it's learned that. Very important.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just season all the way along and do yes. that. Yes. No, you yes. did a good
1: job with Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> <and hands. laughs> so so on the on the production value, I think I think you can see I really tried to go for it in the finale. Like yes, when you I did <laughs> So again, if you haven't seen that, I think you'll appreciate there's sort of a surprise twist at the end uh and so i would say that the a few of the new tools in addition to the uh roasting pan and the brush i might need a new kitchen shade for future <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> for future seasons of cooking with liz maybe i'll get around to that uh maybe not so um but here's what i for those of you who have seen season three you know that i've I let's just say I don't want to no spoilers, but my neighbor Deborah is involved. And so I was very happy once you know all of the production was over and now it was just time to eat the chicken that I could share half the chicken with my neighbor Deborah and her husband. Uh because Deborah is a good friend and a good neighbor to me, but also her husband is a respiratory therapist at a nearby hospital. So it's been a really hard time for him and and for them at home, of course. So uh, after we were all done, I... You know, hacked that chicken in half and uh, wrapped it up in foil and left it at their front door, ran home. She's right across the courtyard from me, ran home and then texted her that there was a surprise by her front door. And then I got a text back from her saying, Bernard is already tasting the chicken. It looks amazing. Operation chicken drop off a huge success. Thank you so much Liz. Oh. So th- so that was rewarding. And then I got a follow up. She said, "We love it. Nice lemony flavor, so tender and moist." And then she I had a thumbs up emoji and seven star emojis. Wow.
2: So, That's great. See? Yeah. So no, I you don't... have to. You have to put that roasting pan to some good use, Liz. Don't. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that would be a crime to just. You know, never use that again. Yes.
1: Start roasting, sister. Yeah. No, so I think I think you're right that learning just a staple like that that's always delicious for any purpose that's good. So for season three, I was going to go for something more exotic, but you really made your point yesterday in our production call, both of you, that I shouldn't reach so far. So for season three, what I am proposing, you guys get to approve this, is. Um, Claire Tansey has been a guest on Satellite Sisters before in her book, uncomplicated taking the stress out of home cooking. Wow. Who doesn't need that in this day and age? Uh, page one forty is her fresh vegetable chili. And I think, I think that's what I would like to make. So do you guys, uh, approve that as a choice? Yes. I think chili cures a
2: lot, cures all.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Again, I go with the, a good you know learning to cook recipes you will actually enjoy and make again is the whole point not to not to flummox you with tricky ingredients. So yeah, a great vegetable chili is a great thing to have in your back pocket. I was hoping for a soup because I wanted to see you use an immersion blender. So <laughs> I was lobbying hard for Julia Chow's potato leek soup. But yeah. then you surprised me by saying you don't like soup. So I, like soup, I, did, yeah. I didn't know that about you, Liz. Yeah, 20, okay. 20 years.
2: 20 years we've been talking to each other. Didn't know that. Okay, Liz, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just not like yeah.
1: soup. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. bother to make it for myself. I would just say that. You know, someone gives me a bowl of soup, I'll eat it. But, um, yeah, so. okay.
0: uh, (laughs) Okay. so then chili chili is great. This is a delicious recipe and it's shareable. It's available online. So that's also good. So people can cook along at home because quite a few people made that chicken.
1: I was, I was, oh, that made me so happy. There's so many pictures of roast chickens in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. I feel like, you know, if Ina only knew, like how many of you took up the, uh, the roast chicken challenge. So yeah, that's great. So that's again why I thought, well, everybody can take a crack at chili. So, but, but I do have a new rule for myself. Um, you know, because here we are in the midst of a serious crisis and in season 1 and a little bit in season 2 I I was making too many stops at the store. So the yeah. new rule the new rule for season 3 is one stop only. Right. If it's if it's in the store, great. If it's not in the store, I need to figure out something else. But I can't I can't be shopping around in the neighborhood. So that's I, another but- that's another reason why this chili recipe, it seemed like in the spirit of the times, there's nothing too exotic in there. I think I'm going to be able to find it at my neighborhood grocery store. So uh, so there you go. So season three will be the uh, fresh vegetable chili from Claire Tansy. And uh, I'm not sure when exactly I'm going to start the pre-pro on, uh, on the chili, uh, but, okay. I, but I will let you know. Just, just as long as you're a Facebook group member, you're gonna know. Oh, and I did finally figure out how to post the videos to um, to Instagram. So for those of you, so those of you who follow At Sat Sisters on Instagram, you're starting to see those now. I posted them to IGTV. How about that? Wow! You post them to Instagram TV, and then you link to the Sat Sisters feed. So anyway, so there you go. Cooking with Liz, season three, we are renewed.
0: That's great. Okay. okay. I'm going to give you extra credit, Liz. I, I see that there's some kidney beans in the recipe. If you cook from dried kidney beans, you get some extra credit. Oh. And remember, you can always substitute in any squashes, which uh, are oh, seem to be plentiful. Squash. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Wow. This is going to be great. Are you great. learning a lot about me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who,
2: I mean, that who that was... are you, Liz Dolan? Who are you? <laughs>
1: That is, that is a, I would say squash is like my least favorite vegetable. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is like defying our Connecticut roots. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's you know. Okay. It's my my rebellion. Right.
1: No squash. We look,
0: to this. we look forward to this. All right. We we're wrapping up here. We're gonna put some entertaining sisters recommendations online. You can find them at our website or at social media. But I did want to mention one one list, one a couple of things. Um I created some more playlists over there at Spotify for Hooray the for satellite.
2: Us, Hooray for us. They are so fun.
0: Right. So I the last couple of weeks I've been putting together music playlist includes a Broadway playlist. Liz,
1: you've been enjoying that? Oh, so much. There are there are songs that will make you cry and songs that will make you laugh out loud and then just some lovely stories in between. Fantastically. And it was it's an emotional roller coaster. I laughed, I cried, I loved it.
0: I just want to shout out to the Stephanie Block song from Falsettos, I'm Breaking Down. Uh, I think that should actually be our new national anthem. So that's it. I just drive you over there. Uh, So this week I put together two playlists. One was a request, a working from home playlist. Now, I don't listen to music when I work from home because I'm a writer and I just can't, my head can't do it. I don't listen to any music. So this one was a challenge for me. Uh, So I put together songs I thought had like a driving beat. That, that was the, like, what's a good steady beat that people can do their work to, answer emails, blah, blah, blah. So working from home by ourselves is the playlist. And then I put together a playlist, Music Inspired By, and uh, The Sweeney Sisters, my new book. So that oh, was wow. really fun. Okay. Because when I was writing the book, there's parts of the book that take place in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Um, and so I really one of the things I did to go back in time and get my head back there was to put together my own playlist in and listen to it over and over again. While I was working on a scene or getting ready to write a scene. And I listen a couple to a couple of songs or put my mind back there. So I just put all those songs together in a playlist and you can find that music inspired by the Sweeney sisters. All those playlists are at Spotify. You can just search satellite sisters playlist and find them. There are now six of them now. Spotify. You can download the app for free. That comes with commercials, so you don't have to pay for Spotify. Uh, although I feel like it's like the thing that's saving me these days. I love my Spotify membership, but not not a sponsor, not an ad. Just letting you know. Yeah. So. Uh, and by the way,
1: this- can I just mention on uh, Spotify there are also 842 episodes of of our podcast. <laughs> so right. those okay. are all those right. are all available on Spotify too.
0: Yes. Okay. So that's that's what's happening. But you'll find dance. You'll find all kinds of playlists over there Uh, but we'll put more entertaining sisters recommendations up uh, online this week because we're a little short of time we would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for making our show possible thank you Sergio for connecting us and for being connected to us and we miss seeing you but we hope you're healthy thank you we would like to thank our sponsors Uh, really like to thank our sponsors in this time Um, they've stuck with us and we're happy for that and thanks to you, the people that support our sponsors. Um, all right. Our to-do list for the week. Uh, wh- who's got something cheerful? <laughs> I, <laughs> I do.
2: I, I'm going to work on my jewel tone outfit for my upcoming uh, Zoom call. And I want to get a good background, too. I'm going to fool around with those.
1: Okay. Oh, Ooh, right, that's good. Okay. Well, I'm making a capital investment for Nana Academy. Julie mm-hmm. mentioned on the phone the other day that, like, puzzles are sold out that there's, you're having trouble securing puzzles. So we have our own toy expert, Corny Cole, our former producer. Her family has a toy company. So I turned to and I was like, is it true? Are, is the world out of puzzles? She's like, yeah, actually, their 2D puzzle also sold out. But she has a 3D motorized Smithsonian puzzle available, Julie, which yeah. she recommends. And she says the best for current times would be their Smithsonian Perfect cast museum craft kit. So I think I'm gonna I'll be sending you a couple of those, and I'm gonna put the links in the show notes to this site if you would like to support a you know a local American-made toy company that's trying to like keep you cheerful and entertained.
0: Oh, okay, sounds good, one. good Liz. Good. All right. Well, this is actually the week I start a lot of my publicity for the book. Yay! <laughs> Hooray for you, Liam. <laughs> So pretty much everything that was in person is now online. So I start right after this with my first, you know, Zoom interview and I'll be rolling. So my biggest fear now is that I'm just going to forget because I have interviews at like 6.45 a.m. and 7.55 p.m., like a whole bunch of weird times. So um, so I've got one top. Julie, be proud Good. of me. it got a touch of sparkle in it because that's the way I feel these days. We all need a touch of sparkle and I'm going for it. So I'm just okay. hoping that I don't forget I don't get caught up on a okay, zoom make cocktail a list, party
2: sister. Make, make a list sister yeah don't forget the lighting a little hair and a little makeup but good background
0: you can I always it. use a key light and the hair i've got one more week in this i've got one more good week in my hair and then then it's, then hat. it's gonna look yeah then it's hat time <laughs> all right Hey, we're the Satellite Sisters. We're thinking of all of you. Happy 20th to all of us. Uh, Yes. Thanks for being here for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget, call your satellite sister.